Hi, everybody. Leanne Hollitza and Mason Hollitza here. We are here with our Different Perspectives podcast. We hope you guys are doing amazing. We welcome your comments and questions. So just for an introduction, at some point, we'll probably have to write a more formal one, son. Um, we are um, a duo talking about energy manifesting with just with across different generations. I'm an energy healer and work with people on manifesting their best life. And my son is presently trying to manifest his best life, <laughs> just getting started. So we're just talking about different ways that we um, think about things and exploring different um, concepts about energy and manifesting and things like that in at practical terms in the ways that we can, can, uh, you know, share with you guys. So, hi, Mason. Hello. <laughs> so, um, today Mason's up at his apartment in Fort Collins, and he is presently trying to, he's taking a, a gap semester, right, um, to take a break from the COVID Zoom calling. Uh, but, I, but we're going to talk today a little bit about school. And I think we'll talk about school as a system and Mason's perspective and what it's like to try to manifest from a space of education and that kind of thing. Um, one of our uh, viewers was asking you, Mason, what do you think would be happen if you just jumped into the things that you love to do as a profession rather than try to go to school and just go in for what you want to love to do and just let's see where it takes you. And maybe it takes you back to school, but maybe it doesn't. What are your thoughts? I think that that would actually be everyone should get a chance to do that before they take four years of school in a subject. They should really know what it is, like what you would do in a job and your daily tasks, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like you go into school and you're like, you have very little idea of what your day-to-day -day would look like. So your day-to-day -day out of the profession? Yeah. Well, when you went into to college, partially the college process for you was figuring out what you even wanted to do, right? Yeah. Like, I, would you have figured out you wanted to major in journalism if you hadn't gone to school? I think so. You would have? I think so. And so how, how would you have figured it out without the help of going to college. I think my interests would have led me there. So is there any benefit from jumping right into college? No. Oh, so I think that there's an advantage to having a earlier start and earlier chance to make to network. But I think for the actual school aspect of it, there's no point in going in early or coming out early. Because if you're going to work in a field for 40 years, then taking your time with it might be the better option looking back. Well, I think that they've said that the average person changes careers like four times in their lifetime. So I don't know. Expectation. I feel like you go in with an expectation of that. Like most kids don't think about that going into college. So when we talk about like manifesting, so, so I graduated early with, with a master's degree and and it not only didn't help me graduate early, I actually kind of had this education and people still were like, oh, you're so young. Oh, you're so young. I had education and experience. I had started working in the field while I was full-time school, um, but it didn't matter. Um, 
so I don't know. I do think that there's some ageism that happens, you know, some, some just overall, but when, so when you were in your high, in your senior year of high school, you were doing some things that were making me worry that you weren't going to be able to get into college as far as grades go. Um, and I sat down and had a conversation with my guides about it because I was kind of freaking out because college was important in my mind. I'd saved for your college since you were little. Um, it's been a big deal and a focus all the way through, right? So I sat down with my guides and said, well, what's going to happen if he doesn't go to college? And my guides actually said, college can be very limiting, that it actually can teach you to get very narrow-minded. And when it comes to manifest manifesting things, you actually want to stay really open when you're first starting and like anything's possible kind of thing. What do you think about that? I think college can be kind of limiting because there are a lot of things that college doesn't support based on like how much resources get devoted to it because of how much money there is in an industry. And just because an industry is super profitable doesn't mean you a lot of people are going to love to go into it. Like the business school gets a ton of funding and, and there are a lot of people that go into it, but I don't know very many people who love business. And I don't know very many people who love math so much that they want to go into like just doing that. I know there are people, a lot more people who love math than business, but I still think that like stuff like art and journalism gets underfunded because there's not a lot of money in it. Okay. So you think it's, it's that the school, so you're not saying that it's the school itself that would limit your thinking. You're saying it's that there's not enough funding going towards certain things. I would say that you get pushed while you're in college, you get pushed towards the things that make them the most money. Mm. How do you, how are you experiencing that? Because everyone seems to push you towards business or they push you towards science. Well, when you say push towards everyone, push towards who's, who's pushing you? What's your experience of the push? Is it an advisor? Is it a teacher? Is it? I think it's the, I feel like it's the sheer number of people that you meet who are in each school who went into that school right away. Because I feel like the pressure goes all the way back to high school because the kids who are going to business school knew that they were going to business school by their senior year. Like my roommate freshman year, he was, in the business school right away. And I think that he, he might find because his parents are both, or at least one of them was in business. So I think that he's kind of indoctrinated. And there were four or five people that I met who were dropped out of the business school by halfway through their first semester. Because they wanted to, because they started going into the business school thinking it would make them the most money because that's kind of what's, put out there like everyone meets with the business school that's what everyone expects to go into I feel like until they don't so then those people who dropped out of the business school did they drop out of school no okay to majors to more things that are I, I would say that there's math on one side or there's science on one side and then there's the um like there's engineering and then there's business and they try and funnel you into one of these directions they either want you to be going for uh, engineering, for business, or for medical. But your school that you go to is an agricultural school. Yeah. And they have a lot of vet, like they have a lot of kids who will come specifically for veterinary training. And I feel like they're separated. 
So is so do you do you think you picked the wrong school? What if you went to a school where that was just for journalists? Yeah, I think it might be a little limiting too because you don't get to explore what other people are doing. I think that I get to see how when certain there's this huge variety, then certain things rise up more than others. The journalism school is a hall. It's like two two hallways, and the business school is like this giant building that costs a lot of money. <laughs> well, okay, so let's go back to, let's talk about high school. Um, so you went to a college prep high school that was intentionally chosen for your journey. Um, do you think we made the right choice? Yes and no. I feel like they funneled me into this thinking that college was like, you have to go into it right away. You have to apply. You have to open up your thinking. You should think out of state. You should think big. When I really think that they made it seem like it mattered a lot more than it does. They made it seem like your grades mattered a lot more than they do. Because once you're into the university, they don't care about what happened in high school. Right. It's just but, but so do you feel like you're using things from high school that you though that in your day-to-day -day life? Eh, here and there. But I think it's for the most part no. For the most part it's figuring it out. I mean, I feel like it's like that high school would be is where you learn to learn because yeah. life is always learning. You always have to be learning. You can't stop learning. That's just you, you're not ever done. And and if you stop learning, you're likely to stop progressing, right? I mean, even if you're a welder or if you're a hairstylist, you know, I mean, you're, um, and I don't mean to say even if, I'm saying those seem like there's only, there's a couple ways to weld things. There's a couple ways to cut hair, right? But there, that's not true. I mean, it's, there's always a new way to do something and learning a new ways. So I feel like as far as schooling goes, that the early years teaches you hopefully the basics and then how to learn. I do feel like school in America, public school, I don't know about anything outside of it, but I think that public school in America really strips creativity. From yeah. Kids. I feel like it, it puts everyone into a category. You need this much math. You need this much science. You need this much history because these are the, these are the essential things to move on in any way. But mm -hmm. I think that for a lot of kids, it's not what they need. But some of the bigger high schools these days, at least, I mean, and this was true back. So one of the things that you're, that, that one of our viewers was asking about is she went into doing hair and it was what she loved, cosmetology. And she jumped into that right away. And, and I think that, that there is some school, some school districts offer the opportunity to do something like that even in high school. So like you can, instead of going to math class, you can go to hair class or it's that kind of thing. Um, I mean, maybe it's cause you didn't go to a school that was big that had all, a whole bunch of options. Um, but then there's the part of it where they, they told us that college was the only path that if you weren't going, they made us think that if you weren't going to college, you were going to be like some underpaid, in some underpaid profession and there was nothing other than college. And so they, I feel like they even shamed the kids who publicly were saying that they weren't going to go to college. So the teachers shamed them? No, I feel like it was more of a collective thing. 
like everyone would kind of be like, oh, you're not going to college. You're not, you're taking a gap year. Mm -hmm, that's going to turn out well. Mm, okay. Well, I tried to encourage you to take a gap year and you didn't. Yeah, because I think that I was in that same stigma where everyone was like, oh, you're taking a gap year. So, so let me hear it. Let me hear it. <laughs> what? You're right that I should have? Uh, once again? No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. I was right about something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so even though I was genuinely concerned about you um, and, you know, what you were doing in, in the senior year, and I also thought college was important. I also, you were young, too. You graduated early. So you, you were not necessarily, you know, you didn't have to jump in, but you did. And then it didn't go so well the first semester. Oh, learning experience. It was a learning experience. It was an expensive learning experience. <laughs> um, tuition of life. I think you could have got that without the, I don't know. I mean, so, so, I mean, I kind of want to talk about creativity and I don't necessarily want to talk about your foibles, <laughs> your, 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 your failures. I mean, they, I do believe failures make you, a better person too. I mean, you learn things. I agree with that. Um, but I don't think you have to always do it the extra hard way. Although you do, you do seem to think that you need to do it the extra hard way. Yeah. <laughs> so you feel like public school stripped your creativity. Yeah. I think it categorizes you, but so, I think. So what if vision in here with me, if, because, you know, I'm an energy healer now, I would have never though, just, you know, for the record, I, I didn't, I wouldn't have been able to graduate high school and be like, I want to be an energy healer. That was not that. And if I did try to do it, then I wouldn't have had the skills that I have now to run a business. Cause I have a business, I have master's degree in business. I worked in business for a long time that gave me the structure and the foundation to be able to be an energy healer and to have a business. Um, so I, I think I needed all of that. I don't think I could have just jumped into being an energy healer, but I don't know. I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's short-sighted of me. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think that everyone has things that are beneficial about even things that they didn't need in life. Like you might justify that you definitely needed that business experience to be able to run your own business now. But I think that uh, there's almost this pressure not to do what you want to do because of money in high school. I think that it is because of money and it's uh, perpetuated by envy. Oh, envy? Okay. I think that you, you go, uh, if someone says, oh, I'm going into the medical field, I'm going to be a doctor, then you go, well, I'm going to get paid less than them doing what I want to do. But you're also going to pay less for school. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, you, that's three hundred thousand dollars in, and you know, ten, twelve years of your life before you ever get to even start your profession. Yeah. Um. So, if you so so for me, I guess what I'm saying is, I don't know that my creativity got stripped away by school um, when I was in school. I mean, I definitely didn't feel seen by the teachers or the advisors. Um, in fact, I graduated a semester early um, to kind of get away from 
what was going on in the high school, which was mostly just not going to class and partying. I had enough some I had enough to go on to college. So I actually graduated a semester early and went to college a semester early while I was still supposed to be in high school. And by the way, I was also young, a year young. So I was even younger than you going into college. And I felt like that straightened me a little bit. And, and the advisor was like, oh no, she's gonna go off the rails if she goes to college. Because I think she was assuming typical pathways, you get out of the structure of school, you're gonna be crazy. Um, so, and that wasn't who I was. So that was just, I mean, that was just it, who I was. It was just built inside of me to be that way. But I guess as far as like stripping away my creativity, I, I think it stripped away my self-esteem more than anything. Um, and I had to rebuild that. Um, I mean, what do you think it stripped away your self-esteem or what do you think, what parts of yourself did you lose that you could now retrieve? I think it stripped away the free thinking aspect because I think you are slotted into such specific, it's so specific and it's so structured that once they remove that structure, you just really don't know what to do with yourself. And I think that it's especially like the um, standards that you're held to that strips away the creativity because your standards are based on like four different things and they're always the same every year for every single person. And I think it really categorizes people in a negative way. Like, okay, taking the SATs into account, everybody has to take these same tests. This is what's considered to be the national standard for SMART. Like if you're smart, you're, you'll score well in this. And I think that people who don't score well, they have huge hits taken to their self-esteem. They think that they feel like they can't perform in college, they can't get a higher end job, stuff like that. Well, okay, so back to my question, as an energy healer, if we could go retrieve the part of yourself you feel like you lost from the school system, what did you lose? You said uh, free thinking, but I don't think you're that rigid of a thinker. I think you're pretty free thinking still. Yeah, but I think they limit it a lot. I think that there was like, um, they don't really want you to have uh, your own opinion about what happened. They want you to know what happened. So, okay. I, but I guess I'm just wondering, I just want to know, you said stripped. I, so I feel like that implies that it was taken from you. Was it just tabled? Were you just not allowed to use it during those times in school? And you it, found it later? It wasn't fostered. Okay. I, I think if I had found something I enjoyed in high school, it wouldn't matter. Okay. So okay. without naming specific names, um, wouldn't you say, though, that you did have some teachers, particularly your senior year, that really wanted you to be a free thinker and share your thoughts and loved how talkative you were and how thoughtful and articulate you were? Yeah, I think there were. But I think that I had taken a journalism class my freshman year. And I was like, I really love this. I, I really enjoyed this all year. And then there was nothing to follow that up. There was nothing that I could do to further that. That was it. There was, and again, that might be the school you went to. Yeah, but I also feel like you might feel undervalued for certain things because of how much funding, like resources, there is towards something. Because I think that there might be a lot more people who go into art or 
like even free thinking in the profession, I think that philosophy is a useful field that nobody goes into. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so what do you propose we do with the school system? I mean, do you, do you think the 12 years is it's actually 13 years if you count kindergarten? You think 12 years is, is sufficient or do you think by earlier than 12 years you should be able to start branching off? I think that once you're like, um, I think that there should be a lot of times when you have the opportunity to branch off. I think that you should be able to take, like I know that there is like, this is how what you need to move on when you branch off, but I think that it ha should happen a lot earlier. Because, you know, if it, were, if it were Leanne's world, the, the children would be ushered into a, you know, spiritual advising session. Their past lives would be looked at, their essence, their truth, and that would be what they were fostered now um, into. Now, I would say that you have to be careful there because I think there are some countries that take kids and go, You're, you go there and you go there and you go there. And that's all. They don't have a choice after that. I wouldn't want these children to be pigeonholed into early on, but more like fostered. Yeah, um, that's what I think they're lacking. Maybe stripped away isn't the right way. Maybe creativity isn't fostered. Okay. So would you say that it's the fault of the system or the mindset of the teachers? Because like I said, I, I think what you're describing to me as your issues is maybe the type of school that we picked for you. No, I don't think I see it that way, though. I think I see it as the categorizing of what's important and what's not was already determined. And I think that's true for a lot of people. Do you know anybody who loved high school? No. I know people who liked people in high school. Like they had good experiences outside with the people that they went to high school with. But I never knew anybody who was like, oh, I loved being in high school. What about, again, just not name any names, but what about those girls that you said were very into coming and hanging out with the teachers a bunch. Do you think they enjoyed high school? I still think they enjoyed the drama of relationships. Okay, so it wasn't about school itself? No, I think that school gives a lot of opportunities for social interaction, and that's what people can actually cling on to. Well, that's true. I think, I think in high school, I mean, I think we've learned this with COVID. I mean, there's the social interactions are totally diminished because there's not a place to gather. But it's also like Lord of the Flies. With COVID or you mean before? Just in general, high school. Oh. Yeah, the kids did some crazy things in your high school. <laughs> I think I think kids did crazy things in my high school too, but my high school was big. Um, yeah. And yeah. Um, so, okay, so back on the topic of education, um, What's the benefit of you going back? You're just taking a gap semester. Why would you go back in the fall? Networking, I think is the biggest thing. Getting to know people in the department that I want to go into. And um, I think learning the basics of what I want to do. Learning what the industry standard is, even if I don't think it'll help me learn about it, it'll still help me learn what it is, if that makes sense. Okay. So what about just get jump in there. I know you're writing, writing for the collegiate. Mm -hmm. Are you um, enjoying that? I think I'm enjoying it, but I think it takes like a lot more time if I were to just jump right in. 
it would take a lot more time and patience on the part of someone who's working in the field. And I think that actually sometimes I do think that apprenticeships were really useful when they did exist. Uh, apprenticeships and mentorships, yes, right? That, and maybe, and that's really, I think, too, what the university structure could be. I mean, you, you get, you know, professors that have worked in the industry and they know people and they show you around and that kind of stuff. I have experienced a little bit of that, but not a lot of incorporation. It's always been, but there's always still a standard that they're trying to meet. That's the part that I follow always falls right. Because um, the way that it's structured takes all the personality out of everything. It makes it so that the teacher themselves couldn't alter the class as much as I think they should. Mm. It means that they are held to st such tight standards that they can't teach the way that they think is best. How do you, how do you? They, they're like, this is the material that you have to get across and you have to test that they got it. And there's very specific material that they have to make sure that we get. And they have to deliver it in a way that they believe that we'll actually get it. And they can't go off on some like, make it the whole semester where you just write like you're at a paper. Like, I think that would be helpful. If you're in a class for journalism and you have to act like you're at a paper and you have deadlines, like you're at a paper. And I've had, I've had a professor tell me that she would want to do that, but you can't. Hmm. Interesting. So we have to have education. Yes. And we have to have some sort of standards. Because yeah. we can say stamp of approval, right? Like if I have my energy awareness classes where I teach people and I certify people in being able to read energy, maybe the, maybe the stamp of approval isn't like everybody has the same skill level, but everybody's been taught the same thing. Yeah. Well, I don't even think it's that much. I think that uh, it would be a person who would have to approve you and it would be at their discretion because they're, they have this level of trust. Hmm. I don't know if that's a little out there, but I think that if you find someone qualified enough to, at their own discretion, say, yeah, you're qualified enough to do this. Well, so if you think about everything being frequency, right, and everything that you, is around you is based on what you're creating, mm -hmm. don't you think that if the children contributed more to their own education, they are the consumers, wouldn't it change? If they didn't comply and instead requested for things to be different, don't you think they would? Mm, I don't know if they would change that drastically because the problem is that I think that once you're out of the school, you just don't want to think about it and you don't want to change it because you don't didn't like it. I just mean while you're in there. Okay, law of attraction, frequency. What, who I am and where I show up every day is impacted by who, who I am and what inside myself. And yes, if you show up to the same place every day and you have the same experience all the time, it's going to change your frequency, right? But you can do an outward change as well. You don't have to have everything be external going in. You can do an internal going out manifestation. That's why we have charter schools in Colorado, because people want something different than what the regular education is offering. I mean, your cousins went to a wrestling charter school which was mainly just school for people who traveled around and wrestled. 
And that was so that they could not have to have a regular school structure. They could miss lots of days of school so they could wrestle. So I think it's possible. It's just who's going to do it? Who's going to do the inward out manifestation? Yeah. And I think the other problem that you run into there is that the parents force their ideals on the kids. Right. But let's go back to now you're in college. You're manifesting your experience. How can you manifest from inside out? What kind of experience do you want to have if you're going to go back to college? How can you be intentional about it? I think it's just being involved. Yes. And I think that that's where a lot of people just don't. A lot of people just aren't involved because they don't really want the added stress of talking to that extra person. Right. And, and the college tells you that when you show up at the front door, they say people who are involved have this percentage of success. People who are not involved have this percentage of failure, right? I mean, it's, they've told us that from the beginning. They know this, this isn't, this isn't. So how can you be intentional as you're manifesting your next sex with your involvement or whatever? Does it make sense energetically because like for me right now, it doesn't make sense for me to go back to school. I'm where I want to be right now. I'd be better off taking classes that help me like learn a little bit about this and a little bit about that. I think it's just presence. I think it's that you're not trying to please everybody in the room. You're trying to better your experience. So I think that there's a big difference that people don't identify. I mean, like in a, in a situation, People will just be trying to make the person that invited them to do to that experience happy instead of actually experiencing it. Ooh, people pleasing. Sounds like a good topic to talk about. All right. Well, we're out of time for today. We're going to be back again next week, same time. Um, if you're listening to this after the fact and you have comments or questions, be sure to let us know. Uh, we are definitely planning on doing this for a while. And so if you have even topic suggestions or questions, we're here for you guys. Thanks for spending some time with me, Mason. Thoughtful discussion. Have a good rest of the night. Oh, well. <laughs> Bye. Bye.